This is Kata calling for 82 podcast, and um, I am absolutely delighted to have Chris Hager of the band Rough Cut on the line. How are you today, Chris? Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Kate. I'm doing just fine, thank you. Just uh, uh, just pouring a little bit of coffee here, right here as we speak. <laughs> oh, my uh, my fuel. It's my interview interview fuel. Oh, coffee! You said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think I said something else? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I must. Uh, I thought you said something else. Um, well, speaking of coffee, you know, it, I know yeah. it's it's funny to think about, it, but I met I met you know some great bands who actually have their own brand of coffee. Is there any chance where wow. there's rough cut coffee yet? <laughs> um, no, there's no rough cut coffee. Uh, I think everybody yet, has their own. Everybody huh? has their own preferences. You know, I think I think we've got. Somebody who prefers tea and you know that kind of stuff, right? Ah, oh, very good. Well, um, I think you I have to get it. everybody to agree on something first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody in the band, I can imagine. Well, um, and you've had so many years together with these these awesome, uh, famous band members. Um, so imagine that all of you have a, a wonderful rapport. <laughs> Probably. Oh, in Rough Cut? Yes. Well, you know, um, we, we, you know, we were obviously together, you know, formed in the 80s, and we're together for about four years in the 80s, but uh, after that, you know, we, the band disbanded, and mm-hmm. we, we all stayed in touch. Uh, but you know, not regularly. I mean, but a couple of us did a little bit more than others, but, uh, uh, you know, we didn't really have that much contact with each other for, for, you know, 25 years or so. Um, you know, uh, until, you know, until actually until we were offered the, uh, monsters cruise back in 16 Uh and decided to do that. And that's when we, you know, that's when we started seriously you know all talking or you know okay. all the you know working out all the logistics and all that stuff and okay. it became uh became uh you know really more of a band again but, awesome. uh, but we did stay in touch i mean we all you know we we we, we stayed friends and stuff but we didn't yeah uh we, we, some of us talked more than others yeah well you know and chris is um just a fantastic guitarist um of course, and so it's been very important to the band since the onset. It was actually '82 when they got going, and then you jumped in just shortly after mm-hmm. the band um, got together mm-hmm. with Paul Shortino, and they had Jake E. Lee. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dave Alford has been, has been there the whole for the whole long run, hasn't he? Or he actually, never stepped out for a while too. Well, so some awesome players you know, were in the band and came back a little bit later. And so it's been a very cool history of music for the history of music because these songs are great. I love the songs. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, there's a lot of history to the band and it, it's, it's actually pretty interesting because, uh, uh, you know, some of the early, earlier members went on to do other things and, uh, it was, you know, we were all living up here in LA and it was just, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, LA sunset strip metal scene was just starting to boom. And, and, uh, so you had sort of this musical chairs sort of thing happening mm-hmm. and, uh, with guys going back and forth to, you know, bands like Rat and so on. And, um, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. before, and then, and then of course, Ronnie, you know, Ronnie Dio's band and, and, uh, um, so it was a it's a very interesting story actually you know um, uh, how it all came together. Yeah, well, I would love to hear more whenever um, you're willing to share and have time and you know, uh, with everything was the evolution of the music and um, you know as as the main guitarist I want to say main guitarist of the band and you know Chris Hager was also uh, one of the founders of the band Rat. We got Rat going and then kind of uh, hooked up with the members of Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stephen really, Percy really and I. Metal, you know, made the 80s metal and uh, made metal in the 90s. And it's so, you know, just a real big part of the, the scene uh, even now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's cool because I've seen what you have uh, lately. And it looks like there's going to be some new work you know that the, your band is actually doing now are, are you coming out with some something new i know there's some great shows coming up yeah yeah we're doing some shows we're doing uh we're doing monsters block in february uh, obviously and then we've got uh uh we've got a couple uh we've got a couple other shows booked and we're going to be doing the rainbow parking lot party show in april uh-huh. Uh, which we're looking forward to because, you know, that's always a big, you know, big hallabaloo. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, the rainbow. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, thought... yeah. I actually did that a couple of years ago uh, when I was uh, playing with uh, Steve Pierce. So I've done it. I've done it once in another band already. So uh, I kind of know what to expect. Yeah, I'm actually, I pulled up uh, the webpage. There's, um, uh, it's posted on roughcut.com. Um, and I'm going to share this online as well. But they've got some great shows. Um, the Rainbow Bar and Grill, for those of you who are in the Los Angeles area, that's going to be an, a real uh, parking lot party with Lynch Mob, Faster Pussycat, Rhino Bucket, actually, which is cool. Um Holy mm-hmm, Grail mm-hmm. looks like, and totally. our favorite stars, <laughs> Rough Cut. <laughs> well, I can't say favorite stars because I know Lynch Mob will hear, and then <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, Kate, are you on speaker? I'm not on speaker. Okay, you're just a little bit muffled. I and mean, this is oh, kind of I'm... making you out there. Okay, I'll try and be more clear. You want to try and be less muffled? Yes. I can hear you, but, but it's a little bit muffled, that's all. Is that better if I talk like this on speaker? Maybe it is better on speaker. Okay. You never know about these things, right? I mean, it's just sometimes, well, you know, Well, I know. I, I try and get the best 
sound possible out of this. No, right? I think that's better. I think that's better, that totally. Better. Okay, good. Go figure. Go figure. Well, huh? Because, you know, I mean, in the 80s, how telephones used to be where you would actually hold uh, a handpiece to your ear. And, and nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like one flat piece for the phone, which is, I still find it strange. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think I would find it strange picking up a uh, uh, a regular desk phone. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done that in a number of years, actually, because I, I don't I don't even use a landline. Right? It's just uh, exactly. I just use a cell phone, so I don't, I I don't even I'm, have one. We're starting to feel nostalgic and miss some of those things like <laughs> landlines. Um, yeah, landlines. Yep, yeah, I just cut my I just cut my uh, cable too. I just uh, got rid of that. Just got rid of that whole thing. So, but I mean, <laughs> not I'm, my internet, not my I'm internet. Watching, just the just the cable portion. I'm watching cool rough cut videos on YouTube, and I'm looking at yeah. Netflix, you know, and I'm so like, yeah. That's all you like, need, man. That's all you, you need. Get everything you need online. <laughs> you know, why get ripped off? <laughs> well, and, at guys, least for me, I mean, I, I don't watch you know, like you know reality TV or so. I'm not missing right. too much. I don't think. You know. Well, anyway, so you, the band Rough Cut looked so glam. <laughs> you guys looked so cool in the '80s, and um, I was a child then, so I was pretty young. But I do remember seeing some of these music videos when they first were coming out and you oh, really? so it was so exciting to see bands on TV. Did you did you hear our music back then actually or did you did did right. you know about it or not so yeah, later? Because um we were cool kids and you know and we were <laughs> friends I'm sure you still are. Oh thank you. <laughs> we were friends <laughs> with the older neighbor kids and so um when we got together we would talk about, you know, bands that were popular and um, some of the videos, and um, you know, it was, it was like uh, Twisted Sisters uh, or uh, Stay Hungry, you know, or something like that. And mm-hmm. we heard Rough Cut and, and other other rock music that was playing. So yeah, definitely. What were some of the early videos that were cool? Uh, rock Cut videos. Yeah. Uh, well, we really only made three. <clears throat> um, so we did one for Peace of My Heart. We did one for the song Never Gonna Die. And we did one for the song Double Trouble. And those are the only, like, three produced actual videos that we that we did. The rest is just, you know, would just be bootleg and live stuff. Uh, the, well, there is one other that's, uh, actually a pretty cool video and that's us live in Japan uh, uh-huh. at super super rock 85 and yeah. that was that was shot professionally definitely so it it uh, I guess it kind of counts as a, I mean it's live but it, it was it was definitely shot professionally that's cool. an interesting video that's there's four they released four songs and they're they're up on the internet I don't know if you've seen them but um, that was a that was a very interesting experience because uh, uh, we were playing in the middle of the night and uh, it was started raining when we were playing. Um, by the end of the set, 
you know, like we were subbed, but it, it was just, it was a pretty amazing experience. Wow. <laughs> well, it was nice to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and as far as heavy metal, and um, how would you say that, that the actual performance style has, has changed over the years? Um, because, I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays we're calling it, we're calling it glam metal, you know, the, like kind of early, early days of the band, you know, were you called glam metal? Kind well, of a very I mean, bright, colorful the, kind of a appearance. Yeah. Stage, you know, like well, there was a lot of names for the eighties stuff. I mean, there was, you know, you know, hair, you know, hair metal, crotch rock, glam metal. You know, I mean, there was all these different monikers that were, that, right. that were put, put on the music but i mean let's face it at this point it's just classic rock yeah <laughs> you know it's it, it become classic. part of classic rock you mm-hmm. know uh, i mean it's still i mean you know it's like the 70s has its you know genre and the 80s is is this genre but it's all just at this point it's classic rock you know um, yeah and you know i mean you still refer to the bands as hair metal bands a lot of them and so on you know, rough cut. Uh-huh. You know, we we sort of it was it was kind of with rough cut. It was kind of we looked like you know we we were sort of a hair metal band because we 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 looked that way. You know, we sort of looked like a lot of the other bands, but our music was a little bit different than what you were hearing from a lot of the other bands at the time. So we were a little bit different in that respect. So we weren't doing um, uh, we were, you know, doing what a lot of the other bands of the era were doing. It was a little bit different. Okay, great. Um, all original sound. You know, I mean, what a what a great uh, rock band. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to work with some great producers, um, and you know, um, that you know help shape the sound and. And, uh, you know, we all kind of wanted to do something, do something a little bit different, which we did. And, um, yeah, it was good. It wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't as commercially successful as some of our friends' bands were. But, you know, uh-huh. uh, we, we still, uh, uh, one of the really cool things about being in Rough Cut was that we got to tour so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, part of that was due to, you know, uh, Wendy Dio being our manager and uh, getting to go out with uh, acts like, you know, Ronnie, who was out uh, doing, at the time, uh, doing his Sacred Heart tour. So, I mean, we toured off and on for a year with, with, with Ronnie and then we uh-huh. toured with other bands like Crocus and Accept. And, and uh, so we, we got to do a lot of touring. We went to Japan twice and... Europe a couple times and uh so that was that was a really cool aspect of, of you know doing what we did. Yeah. Well that's wonderful to hear about um, you know, and not that, that tour with Ronnie Dio. Um, mm-hmm. you know what 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 a great opportunity for members of Rough Cut at the time, you know, and 
of of course, to have the experience of touring with Ronnie and being around Ronnie and being friends with with him and his wife, and um, so imagine that 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 was, you know, that he is actually a, a figure instrumental in shaping the sound of, you know, the band. Like as far as music production goes, um, you know, was he around when you were producing songs and or the early albums? <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, actually, um, what's interesting is when we, when, you know, when, when the album version of Rough Cut, when, the, you know, the version that finally, you know, uh, became Rough Cut um, and did the records came together, we, Ronnie was just this kind of an interesting bit of trivia. Ronnie was just finishing up his first record, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy Diver and, at Sound City Studios here in LA, which is uh-huh. a, kind of a famous place, as you know. And um, so we we were, <clears throat> you know, we had just you know signed up with 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 Wendy, and and so Ronnie invited the band down, and they were just finishing up mixing the record, and we got to go down and sit in the control room and listen to these. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and listen to these mixes. Some of them were just still that they weren't even completely mixed yet. They were still rough mixes. And I, I'll never forget that because it, it sounded so smoking good, you know. And it was, wow. it was just this huge treat, you know. So we were just kind of came in on the tail end of a Foley Diver. And what we actually did was um, we had a couple songs and uh, that we had, that we had just written, you know, I mean, it was just pretty brand new. And we, and this is actually Craig Golding was still in the band at the time. And, yeah. uh, uh, this was before, uh, before Amir joined. And, uh-huh. uh, we, we went in and, uh, um, we recorded, uh, a couple songs at, uh, Ronnie just kept, you know, kept part of the setup set up in there. And we, Went in and he produced a uh, produced a demo uh, right there in that same room that they had recorded our uh, Holy Diver in. That was really cool. That is really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. Yeah, it was that was you know those are the kind of things you don't forget. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, well, and he was you know Ronnie was not only you know. People think of Ronnie as being an amazing, uh, unique, talented singer, which he was, but he was also a very good producer. And uh, um, he was just, you know, really talented on every level. Oh, absolutely. And a great guy. And a great guy. It's just a great guy. Yeah, I've heard from others, and I've heard from uh, members of the band Dio as well, you know, and all talk so so highly of, of Ronnie and what type of person he was. Of course, great talent. And, um, uh, you know, and Wendy, too, they certainly seem to be smart about, um, you know, how the the business side, I mean, to say, of, of music industry at the time, and we're just key mm-hmm. key people in on the scene <laughs> at any moment. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems like they really knew how to uh, how to go about uh, running things in them, um, but he produced such great music. And so, you know, that is, mm, 
definitely. I'm a lucky gal that I get to to speak to some of the band Rough Cut, and uh, we get to hear the music. And I've heard, I've heard, um, I think one year it was the the Dio uh, Stand Up and Shout fundraiser, or the Dio Memorial, and members of Rough Cut were playing. Oh, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five, yeah, that was that was the five-year memorial of Ronnie's death, and uh, and uh, you know we were asked to come up and uh, you know be a part of that, and we did we just did one song, but it was the first time we had played together in in you know 25 years, and uh, you know we did a rehearsal and just and just went up and did one song, and that was it was it was cool to be a part of that. You know, because wow. Ronnie has been so so in, influential in, in our career, and uh, um, you know, so we it was just you know we were, all of us were honored to do it, and it was uh, it was a very cool thing. Definitely, it was so nice. I was there. Um, you were there to be able to attend, uh, you know, another uh, stand up and shout concert event they have these wonderful memorial concerts which are also yeah for the the, uh, the cancer uh fund um well, and then do we have coming up also for rough cut are we going to see that you're part of the fundraiser um next year in 2018 uh well i i i can't say yes or you know, uh, hopefully we will be. Uh, you know, we did the uh, ride for Ronnie uh, last year, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. We got rained on that on that one too, but oh, <laughs> oh no, it happens, <laughs> <laughs> But it was good. I mean, it, it's really great because uh, you know the work that Wendy does with the uh, Stand Up and Shout you know, Cancer Fund. Uh, raising money for uh, cancer research is like such a worthy cause, and uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm always happy to yeah you know participate in any way, whether it's whether it's performing or just showing up at a fan and supporting it, and you know doing the bowling thing uh, or whatever it is, you know. I'm, I'm Absolutely, just, you know, always, always well, up for that. And Harley Davidson is always uh, being supportive too, and I know the Glendale mm-hmm. shop is um, right. Yeah, totally. They concert. they totally are. Uh huh. Um, are you Harley owners? The band members? Uh no, no. <laughs> not excellent. Not no. yet. Maybe, maybe in the near future. Who knows? I think Amir. Uh, I know Amir used to ride one at one time, but oh, uh, no. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll stay. I'll stay on something with four wheels. Uh, that, yeah, that well, works better for me. <laughs> gotta keep everybody safe, especially you musicians that have a lot of values to the <laughs> to uh, the concerts. That's for sure. Um, well, good. I see you've got a couple of shows coming up. One in uh, Utah. One in Colorado. Um, in addition to the, that Hollywood show, so it looks like April's a big month for you. Yeah, yeah, April's gonna be a lot of fun, definitely. 
And, uh, of course, you know, we're looking forward to the cruise. We're going to do a couple shows on the cruise. And, um, the Monsters of Rock your... cruise looks pretty awesome. It has so many... Uh... Yeah, I'm hearing, you know, I mean, we did the we did the West Coast one, uh, you know, the uh, back in, uh, I guess, a year and a half ago now. Um, and that was good, but I hear this one is uh, going to be even better. Uh, don't ask me how or why, but that's what that's what I'm hearing. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy. So um, yeah, yeah. So we're 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 looking forward to it. Yeah. Wow, they're really a lot of lot of awesome bands are booked. I mean, there's gonna be Alita Ford. I'm looking at the webpage. Tesla. I'm gonna read all of them. Mm-hmm. Finger. Uh, uh, L.A. Guns. Great White, and so um. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of people here. Yeah. Really, a lot of great yeah. people on one cruise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and a lot of those people are friends and 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 so on. So it's that makes it cool, and um, you know, get to go and you know do stuff with uh, uh, people you know, and uh, um, it uh, just kind of makes for a really cool experience and the fans are always great you know they're just mm-hmm. you know they're, they're very appreciative and uh you know and i and i feel appreciative to them as well so uh yeah cool that's, that's yeah awesome are you yeah, uh, yeah. i'm gonna ask too since rough cut you know and the number of albums that they've actually had is about, it looks like six. And the last one, well, Anthology, cut. was put out uh-huh. in 2008. Were you on that? Yeah. Um, there's actually, there's actually four records. There's, there's the two original that were done with Warner Brothers back in 84 and 86 and then we, we put out anthology in the 90s and then there's a live record as well um, uh, and then the rest of anything else you would see are just re-releases is what they are so there's recently a uh, 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 there was a uh, re-release uh, gosh I can't remember the label now it was a uh, European label Re-released, uh, re-released the rough cut, uh, licensed the uh, CDs for Warner Brothers and re-released them, and they did a good job of remastering them and all that. And uh, so that was, you know, that was that was cool. And um, so, but but basically, there's there's four four records, yeah. Uh huh. There was there's also some Japan the Japanese versions of. Uh, because the the record wasn't actually released on CD in the states initially, mm. uh, it was just on cassette and on on you know record you know twelve inch, and mm. uh, uh, it was released uh, it was it, it was released uh, in Japan on CD uh, oh. through the through the Warner Brothers affiliate in Japan, but. It wasn't until later on that that we actually got released officially uh, uh-huh. on CD, and uh, then you know got 
few years ago they, uh, that uh, Rhino, which is yeah. uh, part of Warner Brothers, put us on, you know, put us on downloads on iTunes and all that stuff as well. So, it's all on um, found on iTunes, which is awesome. Yeah, it's all on iTunes. It's all, it's, you know, you can get you it know, anywhere. And I lived in the days I when we had records when we were kids, records and cassette tapes, and we collected them, yep. you know, everything we could. And now that you're talking about, you know, the changeover to CDs, and uh, I lived that time also, and I'm just laughing because mm-hmm. I believe like the CDs are almost obsolete now too. So, yeah, they 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 are in a way. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I I really don't buy them anymore. Um, I you know I the only thing that I my my take on it is that um, so, so the downloads have gotten pretty. The quality is is pretty decent. It's it's not what you would get on a on a CD, um, <laughs> but it's. Uh, um, but it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's pretty decent. Um, so I, I'm sort of in, I'm sort of a high fidelity kind of guy. So yeah. if I really, if I really, if there's something that I really like and I really want to listen to it on my monitor system, I might buy it on CD because I'm, you get the uncompressed version of the, right. of the uh, music. Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean, as opposed to a MP3 or whatever, you know, an Apple compressed right. version. You know, um, so it depends on what you're listening to. If you're just listening to earbuds off of, off of a phone, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. On a, real, on a real, you know, on a real system with, well, uh, you know, monitor speakers and all that, that that's, when it, that's when it matters because that's when you can hear the... Uh, um, because that's where you can hear the difference between uh, compressed, you know, iTunes or, you know, what there's how many, you know, all the stuff, the streaming stuff is all that's all compressed uh, music. So it doesn't have the same fidelity as, 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 you know, like a CD does or a record. Um, uh, you know, of course, uh, CDs also you got to be careful with those because they're not all the same. It depends on, uh, you know, the mastering and the conversion, you know, they use, uh, the, the, the newer ones are a lot better. The early CDs sounded pretty bad really because they, uh, they didn't have good, uh, converters, uh, back in the early nineties. So some of those sound pretty crappy, but, um, uh, I've heard some pretty good sounding ones too, so it's kind of hit or miss. But um, yeah, there's some there's some high there's some high def sites out there too, um, where you can download uh, where you can download music at at full you know definition. Um, I don't think there's anything. Uh, I don't think we're on any of those, but right now, but. Um, uh-huh. For, for for audio files, you know, it's like well, a, it's you know, it's all yeah. very important stuff. But I think what we're mostly worried about is the music itself. <laughs> the yeah, people are. Most people aren't. Set, no, you're right. Absolutely, people are. More. Most people aren't. You yeah, know, I know. Like I say, they're listening on earbuds on their phone, right? 
or they're listening yeah. on a little Bluetooth device, speakers, yeah. or, you know, whatever. And it just, at that point, it's just, you know, iTunes is fine, you know, sounds great, you know. It, it, so it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. But, you know, the other interesting thing is is the uh, uh, the sort of trend. I don't know if it's a fad or not, or, or you know, whether it's going to, you know, continue, but there's the whole vinyl uh, phenomenon that's out there right now, the, the, you know, return of vinyl. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people getting into that. In fact, I think that's going to get bigger. Uh, well, that, yeah, that does happen. Um, they're looking for a sound which is, uh, you know, seems different in it. Uh, oftentimes happens where in a certain year time span, people start to look back and think about what we used to have and, and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, it does sound differently. It definitely sounds differently. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot. It, it has a it has a much warmer sound. Yeah. Uh, it uh, typically it's going to be warmer than a CD. Uh, not going to be as edgy sounding. Um, and then people, you know, I think, uh, like the, the, the whole tactile, uh, aspect where you get, you know, you get this record and it's got this big, you know, case like the old days where you've got all this artwork and you've got a, uh, you know, you've got something in your hands, um, that has, you know, artwork and writing and, and, uh, and everything on it. And, uh, I think. You know, so I think that's part of it as well. Um, so, you know, I do know that I do know that Sony is building a huge vinyl facility. Really? It might be in Japan. Yeah. So really? that says something. Yeah. 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 So, so I don't. I, I think it's. I, I think it's. I think. I think it's more than a fad. You know, definitely. I don't know that I, I would ever go back to vinyl myself, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I know some, I definitely know some people who are into it, you know? Absolutely. And they make great collector's items. They're great to have signed. I know people do still put out, uh, you know, vinyl copies of, of new records. Yeah. No, a lot of bands are doing that. A lot of bands are doing that. I think it's smart. I really do because there, there is a market for it. There definitely is a market for it. And, you know, how big that market is going to get is, you know, probably the only question really, but yeah. there's, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a good idea. Sort of, it's sort of a bad, sort of a backlash to all the, you know, yeah. to all the the whole digital phenomenon that happened over the, the past twenty years or so. Come colliding together in a science fiction <laughs> reality right? trip. But um, yeah, I mean, as you do as a guitarist, I mean, as far as the sound, because you're so in tune to you know every um, intricacy of of the the sound of you know, of the uh, instrument and how it sounds on a, on a record and how you're able to mix it. And of course, over the years, it's changed, but um, what, what type of instrument are you using now? And are you, um, do you prefer to, to play with a lot of um, pedals? Like, um, you know, oh. to filter the sound, you know, and to get different mm -hmm. sounds. What are your favorites? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm, 
Uh, well, I'm a geek at heart. I mean, uh, I think uh, if Amir were here, he would probably uh, agree and say the same thing about himself. We we, we both really are. Um, so we used a lot of effects back back when we made those records. We had a lot of we were using uh, we were using back then we were using rack mount effects like high end, you know, rack mount effects like Lexicon and things like that. Uh, to make those records, and that's how we got our live sound. Uh-huh. Uh, I, we were running stereo setups and uh, with rack mounted stuff, and and uh, it made a very big, real fat sounding, uh, you know, uh, tone. Uh, to have two two guitar players using stereo rigs is is pretty, you know pretty fucking big and uh so that so that's what we're doing back then and we were playing you know we were playing jackson guitars at the time we were uh-huh. you know uh we we endorsed uh, uh jackson and had an endorsement with them and uh um so that was our sound back then now uh now we, we've sort of I mean, technology has changed and uh there's there's smaller things that you can use that um, so, so we're not using the same equipment we're using different equipment although we're still doing the same uh, thing in terms of running stereo you know two two sets of amps on each side and uh, we're using but we're using you know smaller pedal based stuff that sounds really every bit as good as the, as the rack mount stuff that we were using back in the eighties, which is where the technology has come. I, uh, uh, guitar wise, uh, I switched over, uh, um, well, when I started playing with, uh, I was playing with Steven for, for, for a number of years and, uh, before, right before rough cut and, uh, Piercy and, uh, I started, uh, I had sold all my Jacksons years and years ago, so I didn't have those anymore. So I started playing strats, but, you know, sort of special beefed up strats. And uh, I just like, uh, I, I like the bite and and uh, the tone I was getting out of those. So I started using those and I started building, building them up custom and having them sort of custom made for me and stuff. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of work too. Uh, but. So I've got some, I've got some very custom, you know, straps uh, that I use. But I also, you know, recently uh, reunited with Grover Jackson and Amir and I both did. And uh, so we, you know, Grover is still, uh, has a company called, called GJ2, stands for Grover Jackson 2. He no longer, you know, he sold Jackson years ago. Uh, but we play for rough cut. I actually play growers, uh, guitars, uh, the GJ two guitars. And so does Amir. So, um, uh, so we sort of, sort of went for full circle there. <laughs> they're not Jackson's, but they're, but they're made by Grover Jackson. And, uh, so that's, that's, uh, what we're using. So, you know, if I, for other stuff that I do, uh, like if I go do, you know, uh, uh, 
I, I played regular here in town uh, at uh, Ultimate Jam Night at the Whiskey. And uh, Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because when I saw mm-hmm. I had missed that show, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, didn't see the, fly, the poster in time. It was like a few days later, and I said, oh, no, I'm kicking myself. Yeah. But, well, I'm usually down there about once a month or so, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they usually find me down there, and, and uh, yeah, so uh, it, I think it's, it's a great thing they're doing. I really, you know, Everybody is super cool. Uh, Chuck, Polly, everybody who's involved in, in in that are are really cool people, and yeah. I like what they're doing because uh, they're sort of keeping classic rock alive uh, yeah. in a way that we're with real, you know, with musicians that are just amazing players, and in a lot of cases, you'll see. Uh, sometimes you'll see the original players that, that actually wrote the songs uh, uh, will 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 be there playing, and uh, you know I've met some I've met some great people down there, and but I've been on stage with some people I never thought I would play with, and that's uh-huh. that's that's been a thrill. It's been a lot of fun to play with guys who originally recorded. Like yeah. these iconic songs, and go, holy shit, this is cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but so isn't uh, your C play there too fairly often? What's that? Uh, Steven Piercy from Wax. Uh, not really. Uh, he and I actually did one, uh, uh but it's but together. Uh, we went down there and did one, but that was uh, I should maybe a year and a half or two ago. Uh, but other than that, uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's been down there recently. Cool. Well, I know that, you know, and to have people like you, um, experienced players from rock bands that are very well known to be there. And it also gives the opportunity for some up and coming artists to, uh, to join in and mix and mingle. Yes. And and they do. And they're doing that too. There's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's some young you know, guys, I've never, you know, meeting these guys that are 20, 30 years than I am. Right. And who are, who are in bands that are just, you know, starting to, to do well. And, and, uh, so, you know, they're sort of got a mix, you know, so we've got the sort of the older dinosaurs, like, you know, <laughs> mixing with some, with some newer, you know, younger guys. And, uh, and that's cool too, I think, you know. Um, yeah. kind of makes it, it's an interesting mix, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, I really support it. Plus they, you know, they, uh, you know, they support charity and, uh, charities and, uh, uh, I, I just think it's a very cool, very cool thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. I like doing it. So <laughs> I tell a lot of times I'll play my, I'll play my strats, you know, I'll bring my strats down there and play those. Yeah. Um, it's you get a chance to show off some of the instruments. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I bring I, I bring get different guitars down there all the time, uh, man. It's like, it's like awesome. you know, it's fun to fun to show up with a you know a totally different guitar, you know, and, uh-huh. and play it. And so yeah, so I use them all. I've got got quite a few. So they oh, all have they all have they all have a use. They all have a use for something, you know. 
as far as your best influences or favorite songs by by an artist, you know, outside of the band you've been in, mm-hmm. I mean, would Randy Rose be one of them? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, Randy was. In, in fact, his, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, he he was. I think in terms just of, of you know, uh, being one of the more tasty players, uh, you know, that uh, that that's uh, that I can think of. The guys like him um, and uh, you know uh, Richie Blackmore, people like that. Yeah. Real tasty guys that just, you know, um, were sort of had a unique, uh, a very unique flavor to their playing. But the thing with Randy uh, was was also his tone, which has been uh-huh. his, his tone sort of inspired my tone. Um, oh. So, so uh, he was, so, you know, I... Uh, when I when I heard what he was doing, uh, you know, it's like I I I heard that and I go, you know, I want to do something that, that sounds like that sounds something like that too. So so he definitely influenced me in that in in that way. Um, my you know early influences were, you know, I I'll tell you my 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 earliest influence probably was Alice Cooper. Uh oh no kidding. Alice oh, yeah. always going strong. Still still on there. He's Hollywood vampires now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alice is still out there doing it, man. He's you know, he's and he still sounds great. I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of years ago, which was I mean, he was like my teenage uh idol, you could say, I suppose. Uh <laughs> I mean I listened to those records over and over again and they actually uh, the, the early Alice Cooper records that were done in the early to mid seventies were what actually inspired me to pick up a guitar and learn how to play. Um, uh-huh. Along awesome. with along with other bands like you know Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, uh, you know God, Led Zeppelin, of course, uh, Aerosmith, and bands of that. You know, I could probably named several others if I thought about it, but contemporary um, of that caliber keep you going. <laughs> yes. You know? All right. So it was a unique it was a unique time and there was a you know um, of course back then it was uh, you know, I was it's like you, I had cassettes so you had to sit if you wanted to try to learn a song, say you wanted to try to learn a uh you know, a Black Sabbath song or something, you had to sit there <laughs> And just you know, rewind the cassette and and, and keep playing it back until you you know, oh. kind of got the part. And that's that's I, what I used to do. You know, I used to just sit, you must sit down in my basement. Yeah, and, I, I know I I'm that type of person. I would sit there rewinding this cassette tape, saying, "Why do I have yeah. to rewind this so many times? What's the matter with you know, Now now you can you know, you know now 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 it's a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, thank God. But, you know, <laughs> Because I've done a lot. I've done mixing and mastering too in my day. Because I'm I'm an educated gal, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like to see yeah, technology yeah. and see how things work and how you know, especially how yeah. 
songs are put together and layered and mixed, and it's so interesting with the, the new program software that are out. And we're people that used to cut tape a lot, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. That's tape. right. Yeah. Same thing well, you know, it's it's interesting how it's, it's it's changed, and I've seen I've seen both. I you know I, I honestly consider myself lucky, you know, fortunate to uh, have you know been born just at the right time to, to see both worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and see the metamorphosis between the, the the whole thing. So, you know, when I started, you know, the first professional recording I did um, actually was around 82, and it was done in a real 24-track, uh, you know, recording studio. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the guy I was working with, a guy named Brad Aaron, uh, who would work with uh, Kansas, and yeah. uh, I was I was in a band with uh, Matt Thorne, actually, uh, bass player from Rough Cut, and uh, we had a uh, they gave us a spec deal to do this demo, and you know, we were just kids, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, we just we had done recordings, but just in really you know low budget, like you know eight or sixteen track studios that that were not great studios yeah. and. So in the studio, and it was it was the real deal, you know, and, and uh, so it was and still like real producer, for real tape, wasn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. two inch <laughs> two inch tape, yeah, and, and half inch tape, and uh, so we're you know we're in there and watching our engineer slash producer take pieces of tape and cut it and watching stuff that we just worked on you know, wind up on the floor and uh-huh. we're like, oh, holy oh shit. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And we're like, all right. You know? But that, that was quite an experience to, to uh-huh. see, especially somebody who really knew how to, really knew how to, uh, you know, splice tape and do all that. Of but, course, that's all pretty obsolete now. All over the floor. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and then talk yeah. about Whereas, you know, young, uh, younger folks these days were mixing in uh, in digital files, and we've got all of these long oh, yeah. file folders that are just saved. Yeah, everybody just works. Uh, have... <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, and you've got, you know, now, of course, you've got Pro Tools and, you know, uh, uh, a number of other programs like yeah. that, so which, are, which are... Reels of tape. Which are... Which are which are great. I mean, there is sort of the yeah. uh, the analog to analog <laughs> recording. Yeah. Yeah. In other yeah. words, they're you know that yeah yeah, and you know it's like you can say you can say uh, a lot about that. Um, I think it's uh, you, know, you can. There's so much more you can do now these days. Absolutely. With uh, with programs like that, and you can still the the good thing is you can still use a lot of old, really great sounding analog gear uh, with these you know with with these programs, and still you know you you can use a blend of old analog gear along with new with a computer and and yeah. software and get and make a really really amazing sounding record. Yeah, so, and that's uh, the 
So I, I have no pro- I have no problem with it with with that at all. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that, that's for you guys know. or um, young people maybe get a little cocky, like well because they have so many effects that they they're not so um, focused on the essential essential sounds that they need, which you know becoming uh, yeah well well. You yeah. might say, we're putting uh, electronic sounds in, and you're saying, what is this not, you know, where's the artist? Are you talking about different, oh. are you talking about, like, electronic music, or, or just, what? Bringing some of these effects and electronic sounds into, uh, you know, Pro Tools mixes and that, that kind of thing. So oh, oh yeah. Well, a lot of the new rock, uh, the newer rock bands, and I, it's been you know, happening for years now, but are you you know use effects that you know in in rock recordings that you you know would have been difficult or impossible to do with analog and I like some of it a lot some of it I don't but but uh, uh, I, you know honestly I I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of the new of a lot of the uh, newer uh, you know sort of core metal. Uh, different names for it but you know uh bands that are out now um i hear a lot of people say you know there's no good rock anymore the music sucks now but i, I don't i disagree with that there there is a lot of stuff that sucks out there no doubt uh-huh. but there's a lot of good there's a lot of good stuff too and you oh yeah definitely. sort of know where to look for it and, and that's like um, you know i think part of my job is in, is giving a whole lot of encouragement to to um, the new talent, and that's that's the sort of thing where um, there's really great rock music. A lot of these artists are um, little known or unheard of yet, or maybe not real familiar with the business and how to jump in there and how to get going in the business of rock, you know, or metal uh, music, or they become discouraged and drop out. That sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of great talent out there for sure. Absolutely. Well, the music business is nothing like what it was. I mean, it's completely changed from what uh-huh. it was 20, 30 years ago. Anyway, it's like unrecognizable. So. Okay. It's, it's, okay. Yeah. With the changeover <laughs> to online. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, basically, digital. You know, the you know the whole digital revolution is what is what uh, caused the change. Yep, and yeah. um, and so there's really very little money to be made in music itself, uh, only by you know only a handful of you know the the very you know the top uh-huh. echelon of artists make actually make any money off the music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you have to you know it's 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 ridiculous. But so the money is mostly in live shows merchandise endorsements and things like that right. that's, where, that's where most of the money is now yeah, yeah. it is different mm. than it used to be oh it's way different yeah it's unrecognizable it's a completely but different I industry think, now you know and my hope sir that um it's keeping people going to concerts so they're still kept and they're going out and they're enjoying these live mm-hmm. shows and that's that's the important thing <laughs> yeah well you know they can't you can't they can't take that away from you right Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, so, so we're going to thank musicians like you and like the band Rough Cut. You guys are too cool. Um, 
Thank you so much. Yeah, these awesome shows because I see, you know, you are still playing. Even uh, if you're not local to L.A., you might catch them. Uh, Is it, again, Utah coming up? Uh, Let me check. Mm -hmm. Denver, yeah. Denver coming up. They were just in uh, San Diego, weren't you? Or, yeah, San Diego. Uh, Yeah, it was, uh, was, oh, I guess about almost nine months ago or something like that, a year ago. Yeah, we were in San Diego. You played, of course, uh, on uh, Las Vegas, Nevada venue. Yeah, we just played Vegas, uh, Vamp. We played there a couple couple times. Uh, We did the whiskey. Uh, that was last year and, uh, you know, um, yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, uh, Chris, I certainly thank you for your time. It was wonderful chatting with you and I just love to hear from you about the music and the business and the band and it's so cool. Um, you know, and the good, yeah, but the great thing is that the music is there online. It's on iTunes. All we got to do is click a few of these silly <laughs> buttons on our <laughs> on our uh, cellulars or online, and we're going to find these albums and just yep. download and enjoy. That's the upside to it. Yeah, it's awesome <laughs> stuff. It's the accessibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. And share and share with friends and uh, watch. Uh-huh. You know, even watch YouTube, <laughs> and we can look at these guys. In their oh room. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's uh, rough cuts definitely on YouTube. Yeah, there's in fact uh, there's a uh, and there's actually a uh, Pandora rough cut channel as well. So. Oh okay, Pandora music. That's a popular one. Well, good stuff. So well, you know, yeah, it's all over the place. Your other band members are doing great, and I'm going to catch up to you guys at a show. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, that'd be Paul, great. Uh, Dave, Matt, Thor, uh, and Amir on guitar. And uh, Paul, so Paul Shortino, the, yeah. Paul Shortino yeah. has the best voice. I just love it. Beautiful sound. Um, you know, Dave Alfred going strong at the at the drum kit, as always. Mm-hmm. So, um, as always. And uh, Matt Thor, another rap. <laughs> you rats, we got to uh, keep track of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, hey, it's been really great. It's really been really great talking to you and Thank talking you. to all your listeners. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we look look forward to seeing you uh, at at, uh, at our upcoming shows. And uh, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, get out there and have, get out there and have some fun and yeah, uh, definitely have fun. And listen, to some, uh, listen to some listen some classic eighties music, right? Yeah, I love it. It's just real enjoyable. So thank you once again, cool. and thank the band members. I'm going to definitely play Rock Card on my show, uh, which you can okay. Watch. And so um, is this going to be uh, is this going to be online? Uh, yeah, is there going to be a link or? For sure, I'll send the link to okay. you, and I'll post it up for our listeners. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so shoot it over to me before you post it up, and I'll make sure you know okay. I'll make sure it gets out there. And uh, uh, that sounds great. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough. Uh, take care and have a wonderful holiday. Yes. 
You do the same, Kate. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Thanks again. Bye-bye now. Mm -hmm. Bye.